0: Some troubling trends are continuing for the Ducks. We'll talk about all that and more on this edition of Locked On Anaheim Ducks. Your Locked On Ducks, your daily podcast on the Anaheim Ducks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to Locked On Anaheim Ducks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm your host, Jason J.D. Hernandez. I've been covering hockey for over a decade. And I'm currently the public address voice for the Coachella Valley Firebirds here at Akersher Arena. And today's episode is brought to you by... FanDuel, make every moment more. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. Visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn to get started. We've got a bit to get to on this one. And before I get started, I want to make a correction and retraction from Wednesday's show and I'll explain why. So I erroneously said that the Ducks road trip had finished when in fact it hasn't. They have one more road game against the San Jose Sharks before they come home to play the Rangers. Now, the reason, I I will say there is a reason that I thought the road trip was over. The reason for that is because on the radio broadcast, um, they had mentioned that the Ducks were going to be flying home before playing their next game so the ducks did fly home they didn't want to stay out in Washington they didn't want to be on this road trip anymore they just wanted to get home since they had four days off so I guess what happened was the ducks did fly home you know just to be here for a couple of days before they make the quick flight up to San Jose that's only a one hour flight by the way before they get to play the San Jose Sharks So that's why I thought the road trip was over because the ducks are, in fact, flying home or, in fact, have flown home by now just to have a couple of days in sunny Southern California instead of being in San Jose for a few days. So that's where that came from. (laughs) I mean, there's there's a reason I said that and I gave you the reason. So there you go. But the road trip is not over yet. They have one more road game at the Shark Tank. And then they come back home for a game against the New York Rangers on Sunday. (sighs) Now that we got that out of the way. (laughs) And by the way, I also got to give a quick shout out on Twitter because I got to give shout outs whenever I can Um, to Luis Alberto Johansson, who said that I mentioned that the Ducks finished the road trip. So I got to give a quick shout out to Luis For pointing that out right away while I was working the Firebirds game, by the way. So just got to give that quick shout out. Can you tell I'm avoiding talking about this terrible team? Can you tell? I tried very hard to try to find some positives in the last few Road games, and I did find a positive. I mean, Alex Kalorn has been playing better. (sighs) And now we get to reality. And this is going to be a long first segment, folks, so buckle up. The biggest problem for the Ducks right now is special teams. Special teams has been completely awful for the Anaheim Ducks. They are committing penalties when they shouldn't be. They are allowing teams to get into games. While they're shorthanded, they're allowing them chance after chance after chance. This happens game after game where they have undisciplined penalties. I talked about the lack of discipline for the San Diego Gulls on the last episode. I talked about the fact that the goals had a too many men penalty. The Ducks lead the league in too many men penalties this season. They have way too many of those. You know, five is too many, seven is too many, even eight and nine is too many. I mean, good Lord, the Ducks... I can't believe lead the league in that particular stat. And it is not a flattering one, folks. And because of all these undisciplined plays, they allow other teams to generate offense very easily. And I look back on the game against the Florida Panthers were the Ducks just did nothing defensively on that one when they were in the penalty kill. Florida was 2 for 4 on the power play in that game, and both times they allowed goals, they were just lost defensively. And I know Emerson Edom kind of touched on that very briefly. He touched on the fact that a couple of guys had just completely missed where they were supposed to go, and you know, no one was covering who was going to be on that bumper position. And I think that's important to point out because if you are in your modified diamond in the penalty kill, you've got to have someone right in front of the net to get that player, you know, bump him out of that position. Normally when you're in a power play, you have one guy in the point, you have a couple guys in the wings, another guy that's kind of floating around, and then you have one guy in front of the net. And the Ducks have not done a good job of getting that player out of the net area. You know, you got to get players out of the bumper area. You got to get them out of that slot. And they have not been doing that. So the penalty kill has struggled more than a bit for the Anaheim Ducks. And that's, that's just one aspect. That's just the penalty kill, by the way. Right now, the Anaheim Ducks are amongst the worst teams in penalty killing this season. In fact, right now, the ducks are in the bottom 10 at 78% penalty killing. Not many teams worse than the Ducks on penalty killing. The San Jose Sharks are by far the worst on PK this season. They're getting to be historically bad as well. The Islanders PK is bad, the Blackhawks PK is bad, the Wild PK is bad. Can you tell these are teams that just are not good? They're terrible teams. The Sens PK, really terrible this season. That's just one. Now, the power play. (sighs) Because I'm at AcroSure Arena and I don't want to draw too much attention to myself, I'm not going to yell into the ether. However, do something. Anaheim Ducks do something on the power play. I mean, there's no movement. Sometimes I watch the power play and there's almost no movement. I feel like they need some fiber in their power play diet to get some kind of movement going. It is so static. You have, well, actually, you know what? Let's do this. I will illustrate sort of what the Ducks are doing on this power play and it is it's not fun folks it's it's really not fun okay are we good now okay so pretend that you know this is an ice rink you have the center line here the ducks are trying to go here so just pretend for a second the ducks typically have two guys in the back they did lose jamie drysdale they lost Mentiakov and i'll talk more about that later but not having Mintykov on the power play is big. So lately they've been having two guys on the blue line, another couple of guys you know, on the wings, and one guy down low. And what the Ducks are doing on the power play is not having a whole lot of movement. And what I've seen a lot of is I've seen a lot of cross ice passes, but they happen laterally. Or they have the two wingers move up closer to the blue line, and they'll make the passes right there. They're not taking the risks of, you know, getting down low and having a cross-ice pass here or getting it to the middle. They haven't been doing that. And I'll give an example of a team that has had a good power play recently, and that would be, you ready for this? The New York Rangers. The New York Rangers right now have one of the best power plays in the league in fact as of this recording the new york rangers are second in power play percentage at 28.6 percent. oh and by the way they're third in the league in penalty killing i think third no sorry um they're not third but they are top 10 in penalty killing but they're second in power play as of this recording so they're very good at that let's let's go back to the drawing the new york rangers right now are employing adam Fox. At that point, and by the way, Adam Fox has been a terrific player for the Rangers. I would put him as a Norse candidate, and he's been a great quarterback on the on the power play for the Rangers. And what the Rangers do is they typically have Adam Fox right here kind of floating around. They have a couple of guys right here. They have one guy that tends to play on either the strong side or the weak side, but he really floats around mainly on the weak side. And then you have one, another player that's down low, but also on that same side. So typically what the Rangers have done effectively this season is we'll say Adam Fox, for example, is he will go down to towards the half boards. Three players will be on the other side, one kind of up top, one towards the middle and one almost to the, Goalie's right-hand side. And New York does not use lateral passes. They like to use diagonal Royal Royal road passes. And that's something that teams have a hard time defending against is New York is willing to take that risky pass. And when they do that, yes, they're drawing defenders right there, but no one is covering Adam Fox because there's three guys on this side. So it's a very fluid power play. Where they will get that diagonal pass and do something about it. Or, and New York is also good at this, is where they'll draw everyone, you know, up to the top or close to the bottom. And it leaves this whole space wide open to make a perfect diagonal pass and gets someone like Zibinijad a one-timer diagonally to the goal. So let's say Fox is right here. Goalie's facing this way. Diagonal cross-ice pass to a player down here goalie has to push back and there's a one-timer right there you know why not take those risky passes on the power play i know it's high risk high reward and yes you are leaving yourself a little bit vulnerable to the short-handed opportunity the other way and i think the reason that new york does so well at that and the reason that they're willing to do that is because they have terrific goaltending on the other side in Igor Shosturkin. And Shosturkin is very good on breakaway opportunities. He's very good at stopping breakaways. So the Rangers, um, they utilize just great movement, great schemes, and aren't afraid to go for the home run pass and to go for the one-timer on the other side. Whereas the Ducks, they just simply, they just do this. I'll, I'll show you what they're doing. They're going around the horn. They go pass here, pass here, pass here, pass back. They're just playing perimeter hockey and not getting it anywhere in the high danger area. Nowhere in the slot. And it has become so predictable that I think something's got to be done. I mean, Newell Brown has, I'm not going to say he has to go. I'm not going to go that far. But it is concerning that he hasn't really fixed it yet. He just hasn't done a whole lot to give ducks fans a whole lot of faith in this power play right now which is ranked amongst the bottom in the league right now well there you go i hope that was a succinct or i I at least tried to give some explanation but i'll admit that i've watched a lot of rangers hockey this season And watching what they do on the power play is what I wish the Ducks would do. I so wish the Ducks would take more risks and have more movement on the power play. You know, look at what the Rangers are doing. Maybe employ some of that. Now, as I mentioned, some of that is not having the personnel for that. And I get that. But take some risks. Do something. All right, we're going to head to the first intermission and I'm going to talk about another issue that is kind of plaguing the ducks right now. We will get to that on the other side. And now, a brief word from Indeed. We've, we're have driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Because Indeed uses instant match to pair up candidates with the perfect job leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences so the more you use indeed the better it gets and listeners of this show will get a 75 dollars sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at indeed.com locked on just go to indeed.com locked on right now and support our show By saying you heard about it on this podcast. Indeed.com slash locked on. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. We're also brought to you by FanDuel. The NFL playoffs are heating up, and there's still time to get in on the action with FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. That's 150 bucks in bonus bets, win or lose. The app is so easy to use and there are so many different ways to bet, like live same game parlays, find bets in the new explore tab, make a parlay in the parlay hub the best way to find popular parlays, futures and so much more. So visit fanduel.com lockedon locked on and make your first bet a touchdown. FanDuel, an official partner of the NFL and the official sports betting partner of the Locked On Podcast Network. And please, folks, gamble responsibly. Let's talk about something else that is plaguing the Anaheim Ducks right now. And I know that first segment went really long, so the final segment will go short. But let's talk about injuries. Injuries are plaguing the Ducks big time right now. And we need to start with, A couple of very important injuries that have recently happened trevor zegris is undergoing surgery for a broken ankle so this was a play that happened in nashville against the predators where z went into the boards and went in kind of awkwardly now on the replay it looked like I'll admit on the replay, it looked like he may have sprained his ankle. I didn't think it was that bad on first view, but it turns out he had a broken ankle. So he's going to be out at least six weeks, probably more like seven or eight weeks, which puts the timetable at mid-March for Trevor Zegers to return. That is if the Ducks are somehow still in the playoffs. If, If the Ducks are out of a spot by then, No need to rush him back, but Z is going to be out for a substantial period of time. And while some fans have been critical of Trevor Ziegris this year while he's played, look, Z missed a lot of time due to contract stuff. He didn't play a whole lot or at all. Actually, he played like one game in the preseason. That was it. So losing out on training camp hurt him a little bit off that slow start. While he has played okay, there's been some games where he's looked quite good. And it just felt like he was starting to get it together. And he was starting to do a better job of involving his teammates. And do a better job of driving play. And while I watched those games, I said, finally, Zgris is starting to come together. And then he gets hurt. It took a long time for Z to kind of come back, but... You know, it's, it hasn't worked out this season. I don't think he's going to be on the trading block this year, but we'll see what happens. I mean, stranger things have happened. I mean, Jamie Dry still got traded, so you never know, right? But with Z being out for a while, I don't know if teams are going to bite on that right now. Then you have Tristan Luno, who is still out. Um, We don't know how much longer he's going to be out, but Luno's going to be out for a little bit. Radko Gudis, he is now out. Gudis missed the last game at Washington. Um, He was kind of a late injury, which is why Robert Haig was called up to the Ducks on this road trip. So now Gudis was out. Brett Leeson, he's day-to-day. So that's another couple of injuries, another couple of important injuries. Gudas does provide that muscle, provide that strength that the Ducks really need. And to not have him there, that really stinks. Of course, Max Jones, he's on the injured reserve. He's going to be out for a while. And Pavel Mintykov, he's still out for a little bit. That one is a tough one. Losing Drysdale sucks. Drysdale was at least pretty good in the power play. Minty was your quarterback on the power play. He was a player that was starting to learn the position a lot better and someone that really came into that role. And then he got hurt. So, just to list all the players that are injured Minty, Jonesy, Zegris, Luno, Goudas, Leeson. They're all out, they're all injured. What the heck is going on with all these injuries? I know injuries happen, but it's been the key players that have been out. Oh, by the way, uh, McTavish, he'd been hurt earlier this season. So him missing out on some games hurt the Ducks a lot as well. So they've just had no consistency in their lineup this season. In fact, there hasn't been a game this year where their projected roster going into this season has played at all. Alex kaloran he was out for a lot of this season. And when Kalorn came back, someone else got hurt. And then when someone else got hurt, someone else came back. You get what I'm saying. The roster that we expected, we have seen that a total of zero times. And we are going to see that a total of zero times because now Drysdale is gone. And Z is going to be out until at least mid-March. It could be the rest of the season if they play it slowly. Who knows? That, that's that been a big problem as well. And I know injuries happen but the types of injuries and the way they have gone out, and the timing of these injuries, have not helped the team at all. So, what what do you do at this point? Trade away, guys. It is it time to really embrace? You know what? I'm trying to say positive, folks. I'm really, really trying. I've been hosting this podcast for a few years and it's been the same story every year and it's hard to say positive positive. and with these injuries it's especially hard to say positive because I want to see these guys succeed I want to see Zgris come back strong and better than ever I want—I especially want to see Mintykov come back and embrace that role that we know he's capable of Carlson just came back last game finally I want to see Leo Carlson really step into that role in a big way. All right, we're going to head into the second intermission and we'll wrap this one up really quickly. Stay locked in. Now a word from Jace medical. I know we come to sports to escape from some of the crazy realities of real life, but can we talk for a minute about preparing for real life? According to the FDA, pharmacies are running out of antibiotics right in the middle of the worst flu season in over a decade. I can't imagine a more helpless feeling than having a loved one get sick while a supply chain issue kept them from life-saving medication they needed. Thankfully, we'll be okay because of Jace Medical. The Jace case is a pack of five different antibiotics to treat a long list of bacterial illnesses, including UTIs, respiratory infections, sinus infections, skin infection, among others. This stuff could happen to any of us. Visit jacemedical.com and complete your physician encounter. It will be reviewed by a board-certified physician, and your medications will be dispensed by a licensed pharmacy at a fraction of the regular cost. It's never been more important to be prepared than today. Go to jacemedical.com and use offer code LOCKEDON to get $20 off your order. We are also brought to you by Logix Banking. You know, on this show, you get a lot of in-depth analysis and hot takes, right? Well, let me give you my hottest take of the day. The best lineup in the L.A. and surrounding area right now is the lineup of auto loans at Logix. They start off at the top line with my favorites, the proven and dependable new and used vehicle loans count on these guys to give you low rates and save you big time bucks next up they've got an exciting new rookie sensation in their electric vehicle loans with super low rates and flexible payment terms rounding out the the third line they've got their auto refinancing loans and lease buyout loans with these guys you could lower your monthly payments and get on the road to owning your car faster look i know it's a hot take but seriously no one can beat the lineup at Logics. Visit your local Logics branch right here in the L.A. and surrounding areas and let one of their amazing team members help you out. Or just apply online in minutes at logicsbankingcom forward slash car. That's L-O-G-I-X Banking.com forward slash car. All right, let's wrap this one up. The Ducks have a game against the San Jose Sharks in the Shark Tank. This is a battle of futility because the San Jose Sharks are putting the tank in Shark Tank right now because they are in the bottom of the standings. Going into this game, if you're a Ducks fan, what do you really want? I mean, let's face it, Anaheim is third worst in the league right now as far as points. The only teams worse than them are the Chicago Blackhawks and the San Jose Sharks. That is it. I take that back. The Ottawa Senators, they have a lower points total. Not by much. But Ottawa has a higher percentage and games in hand. So so really, by percentage, it's Sharks at the bottom, then the Blackhawks, then the Ducks. Yeah. Teams number 30 and 32. Playing each other what are you really hoping for on this game are you hoping that they lose this one are you hoping they just completely tank out and lose 5-0 in san jose you're hoping the sharks win hey it might help the draft chances i mean if you're the ducks yeah playoffs are not going to happen this season let's be real here at the 44 game mark having this few points and being almost 20 points back of the next highest playoff spot, you got to pull the ripcord on this. 18 points back of the Predators and the Oilers. Both those teams are getting hot. I think it's time to pull the ripcord on this and just say F it. Let San Jose win. See if the Ducks can get a worse record again and ensure themselves at least, out sorry, at worst, a top three pick. Maybe it's time to go for that. Then after that, the New York Rangers. The Rangers are good. They are scary good. That's the back end of a back-to-back. Got to be real here, folks. I don't see that one happening either. All right. Also coming up for the Ducks, they've, they've got some weird, tough games. I mean, New York, I think, is going to be the toughest game because the Rangers just beat up on a very hot Seattle Kraken team But a very injured Seattle Kraken team. So that one, I could say... Yeah, the Rangers just beat a tired team. After that... That's Sabres game. I don't know what to make of that one. Because Buffalo has been really up and down this season. Then they're on the road against the Stars and the Wild. The Stars are good. The Wild... They're not as bad as the Ducks. But that could be a game that... If the Ducks want to steal one, that's one right there at Minnesota. Then they're back home against the Sharks to round out the month. All right. That's going to do it for this podcast. Live from Akershire Arena. Once again, thank you for watching. Thanks for listening. Don't forget this podcast is free. Free and available across all platforms, including Stitcher, Spotify, Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, ad free on Amazon. Definitely check out the ad free version on Amazon. We're also on SiriusXM, so check us out there. You could follow me on X, the site formerly known as Twitter, at StimpyJD. The show's Twitter is at LO underscore Ducks. You could email me at Ducks at gmail.com, and I will be opening the mailbag again. I think next week I will reopen the mailbag, so keep an eye out for that. Once again, thank you all for your continued support. It is so greatly appreciated. Live from Akronshire Arena, this is Jason J.D. Hernandez saying have a great rest of the day and have a great weekend, everyone. Please remember to be safe out there, be kind to one another, and ducks fly together.